intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you Hey, welcome back to the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast with your co-host, Chris Harris of Safety Dog, and myself, John Farquhar of Summit Risk Solutions. We got a great session going on today. We've got Manon Gupta from Road Today Magazine, and he's got some great information he's going to share with us, some updates on some immigration opportunities with truck drivers, and he's going to give us an update on some supply chain task task force recommendations that recently come down the pipeline. So let's get into it with our special guest, Manon Gupta, today. Well, hello, Manon. Hello, Chris. Glad to see you guys could join us. How's life going? Thank you very much, John, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you and Chris. Manon, you're looking fantastic today for those of you who are joining in audio. It looks like Manon's got a suit on. He must be going to the government or something much more important than well, well I was going to appear with both of you gentlemen, so I thought I better spend some extra time. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to see we got a top dresser on the show here. So thank you, Manon, for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> I feel so underdressed. I don't want to stand up. I'm still in my pajama pants. Underdressed is better than undressed. <laughs> yes, true. That's true. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Manon, the oh, last good. time... I saw you. I think it was at the Atlantic Provinces Truck Show. Yes, uh, yes. Which, which was awesome. Yeah, it was um, in Moncton, yeah, yeah. Many things changing. And I know one of the things, uh, man, and that I hadn't heard of before is express entry for truck drivers. Can Correct. you explain what mm. that is? Correct. You know, and that's a very recent, uh, you know, big announcement being made by the Federal uh, Immigration Minister, Honorable Sean Fraser. We all know, you know, uh, that uh, there is an acute shortage of professional workforce uh, within so many different sectors. You know, trucking is one of them. So on November 16th, the Honorable Immigration Minister added transport truck drivers in one of those occupations, one of those professions, which are eligible for express entry. Express entry is a unique pathway wherein people can apply for Canadian immigration to become permanent residents if they, if they meet certain criteria. So prior to that, Transport truck driver was not included in that profession list. So 16 new professions have been added. And I'm pleased to uh, mention here that transport truck driver is one of them. So it will open the pathway to become permanent residents. It will open uh, the way to fill in the vacancies in trucking and transportation industry. Because if there is an acute shortage of 28 to 30,000 professional truck drivers, mm. it does impact our supply chain and the flow of goods and movement. Yeah. Right. Well. Um, so, so with this express entry, obviously you have to have previous experience as a commercial motor vehicle in your country where you come from and whatnot. Uh, does this mean that these drivers would still be required to go through the licensing process here in Canada through the provincial uh, jurisdiction that they land in? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the MELT program will, will always be on the top of things. Now, this express entry program, you know, John and you know, Chris, this is going to basically help people, those who are already in Canada, those who are the temporary yep. foreign workers, those who have been driving okay. trucks here, those who have gone through the MELT program, 
So it will give them an easy pathway to apply to become permanent residents now. Ah, so, okay, okay. So, so their experience, their training, their education, their responsibilities will now be counted formally, officially towards express entry requirement. Cool. So that, that should help us get some more truck drivers because I, I got to believe as an immigrant, if I was selecting a country to move to, yeah. um, not being able to apply for permanent residency after being here for a couple of years yeah. is, that's a downer, I would think. Exactly. And it doesn't help in the long term because we want those people, those who come to Canada as a transport truck driver to yeah. stay within this sector, you know, contribute mm-hmm. themselves and, you know, serve the industry for a longer term because right. if they don't stay in the industry, then this, uh, you know, driver shortage problem is not going to go away. Is, will there be a requirement for them to stay in the industry for a certain period in order to maintain their uh, residency status or, or not necessarily? Uh, no, not necessarily. You know, we, there, there are no restrictions once you become a permanent resident. People can okay. move, you know, to different provinces. People can change their professions, occupations. And people do that sure. all the time. You know, it's right. not necessarily exactly. for truck drivers. Yeah. You know, a lawyer can become, a, you know, a move on to a different session, a different mm-hmm. profession. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's for transport truck drivers. And also cool. the fact, John, that Within trucking industry, there are a lot of non-driving jobs available. Say, for oh, example, the transport truck driver wants to go into safety yep. and compliance or become yep. a, you know, uh, uh, something to, you know, serve uh, a white collar job. Why not? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, and that's, and that's what we need is because it's not just truck drivers we need. It's people in the trucking industry, you know, so, uh, so it's, it's an excellent way. So, yeah. So for those, those that are looking to immigrate to Canada, if you've got previous trucking experience, that just makes it an easier move into this area. Get your license upgraded, get into the role of truck driving, and you know you've got a guaranteed job. There's no yep. doubt about that. And then the opportunity of a uh, fast tracking of your permanent residency. Correct. Correct. Now, cool. This may be an unfair question. So I'll start with that first. But what additional responsibilities would a trucking company have or hurdles might be the other way to say it that would a trucking company have when they wanted to hire somebody in this program well you know these uh the programs the temporary foreign workers you know the foreign driver program is regulated through the esdc department employment and social development canada so it's a very cumbersome process it's not an easy process to get the permission to hire foreign uh workers under transport truck driver occupation. You have to have, you know, met certain criteria, the employment standards and your basic, you know, uh, what kind of uh, uh, business volume you do. But having said that, you know, the the process is called LMIA, Labor Market Impact Assessment. So if there is a really a need and you can't get your vacancies fulfilled from local residents, local people, those who are already in Canada, whether they are permanent residents or citizens, then the ESDC issues you a positive LMIA. So I'm 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 hearing out uh, from some you know internal stakeholders that the government, the federal government, is trying to ensure that only those trucking fleets get benefit of this LMIA process or temporary foreign worker process. Those who are legitimate carriers, those who are not uh, misusing some of the you know misclassification business schemes mm-hmm. out there. So you know, and they are also trying to make sure that only. Those fleets can take advantage of this program. Those safety record is exemplary high. Mm, this is good to hear. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, I'm smiling now because you brought up <laughs> um, 
one of the John and I have a favorite topic at the moment. So I got myself snapped already, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, it's actually one of the things that you said you would address. Okay. And uh, so what I heard you say, and, I, and correct me if I miss, uh, didn't understand it correctly. Um, carriers that are using the driver ink model would not be a, able to use the foreign worker program. When it's not certainly like a yes and no answer, like a shut and open case. But I think the but the the thing is, the federal government is trying to create as much awareness possible, as much enforcement. Right. You know, uh, like a carrot and stick policy that you know they're trying yep. to pre-warn those fleets that if you are using a driver ink model, you know, if you are already mm -hmm. not fulfilling mm -hmm. your tax obligations, if you are misclassifying right. your employees as independent right. contractors then those doors of opportunities might be shut for you, you know, or there cool. might be more questioning involved in opening those doors for you. Yep. So that is what I think the pathway is, you know, but having said that, sometimes the federal government take years and ages to come up mm -hmm. with a decision. Yeah. Like we just recently yeah. saw the announcement of 250,000 penalty to a employer, those who was using drivering. It was five years in the making. The Canadian yeah. Trucking yeah. Alliance and so many other stakeholders, they have been really advocating for tough enforcement. So finally, the announcement was made by Honorable Labor Minister Shamus O'Regan yeah. Jr. Uh, earlier this month. Well, and, and one of the things is uh, people in, in, in the industry needs to understand, we have this foreign worker program. We have the ability, we're going to start working with this express entry program. The whole idea is to bring uh, immigrants into this country to help yeah. our workforce and also build our tax base. Yep. Not for you as a company to take advantage of the labor of this individual yeah. to help you profit. It is some, to help the whole country be better. And, and, you know, and that's where part of the tax base goes is to help your municipality, your province, the, the can, Canada as a whole to be a better country. And, um, when, when we misclassify classify drivers, uh, we take advantage of that. And uh, you're taking advantage of that individual that wanted to come to Canada for a better life. Yeah, and, and you very rightly said, uh, John, that, you know, those, uh, uh, those people, those who want to come to Canada for a better life, sometimes they are duped into, you know, unhealthy yes. work conditions. They're not paid as per the norms. They're not even paid their vacation pay, overtime, you know, yep. Yep. pay. And uh, very soon there will be, you know, uh, there is a provision for the federally regulated carriers to offer 10 days of sick yes. leave. You know? Even they will be missing out on those opportunities if they have to, you know, God forbid yeah. if they felt sick. So, yeah, so definitely I think the need of the hour is for the federal government to ensure that the labor code, Canadian labor code is yeah. fully enforced and yeah. there are, you know, fair practices out there for everybody. Because if we are not contributing right. to the tax base, we cannot expect our government of any, you know, political party to mm -hmm. deliver on their promises because ultimately yeah, exactly. coming in and out, you know, through that yeah. tax-based system. Exactly. Right. You know, the, the driver ink model has to be quashed one of these days. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen in 2023 yet. But the first step has been taken, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think just on that note, uh, Chris, uh, the federal budget coming up in 2023 We'll have more announcements related to driver ink because we just saw the fall economic statement. It had a mention of 20, I think around $26 million 
allocated for the next five years to create more yes. awareness, more education. But the very fact that Driver Inc. was being able to be included in the fall economic statement, it itself shows that the federal government has finally waken up to the advocacy need put in together yeah. by trucking industry. Yep. Yeah. So, boy, it, it, as you say, it's been a long time. You said about five years? Yeah. At least since I've been hearing about Driver Inc. since 2017, end of 2016, you know, the CTAs of the world, they have been advocating, lobbying hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's been around a lot longer than that. Uh, maybe not as the Driver Inc. model, but certainly 30 years ago, I know owner-operators <laughs> were using um, sole proprietors. They were paying cash, yeah. basically, to sole proprietors. Yeah. It's something that's been in in this industry for a very, very long time, and it yeah. should be eradicated. Well, it, 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 you know, if there is something like uh, people are using the loopholes, you know, if they are abusing the tax code or if they're abusing mm. the system due to lack of enforcement, you cannot blame them, you know. The no, enforcement no. has to be on the top of things. You yes. know, if you, yep. if, if you are driving without a license on a highway, nobody stops you, you know. Without insurance, you know, you will keep on driving unless you are yep. caught, you know. So exactly. it, it boils down to enforcement and enforcement yep. has to be foolproof. It has yep. to be all across. It cannot be selective in one province and you forget other provinces because then those yep. bad apples, they travel to other provinces and start, you know, building up their empires there. I, I'll give you a really good example of that, Manon. So here in my household, we like to make our cookies. We don't buy them. So chocolate chip cookies are my favorite. And we have so a jar of them in the cup. Yeah. So I need we to have send a jar of yeah, Okay, cool. I can do that. So we have a jar of them in the in the in the pantry closet. And I'll tell you what, if that jar's not being guarded, I'm the first guy raiding that cookie jar. But then when I get caught, right, and my wife has a tendency to show up and catch me with my hand in the cookie jar, that's called enforcement. And I'll tell you what, that cookie jar has a tendency to disappear after that. So yeah, so you have to be really good. So if there's no enforcement, people are just going to get away with putting their hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned, man, and about the uh, 10 sick days, right? That, that happens when, January the 1st of 23? Uh, I believe it starts on December the 1st, actually. You know? Yeah, oh, okay. December 1st. Yeah. yeah. That's like, okay, we're recording this late November. That's like in two days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's coming up very That's, soon. And uh, yeah. Well, do you remember offhand the other benefits that are being employees? Just for our viewers, um, if you are federally regulated employee, uh, it doesn't necessarily apply just to trucking, but if you're a federally regulated employee, you are now entitled to 10 sick days a year uh, that don't accumulate. If I'm saying that correctly, man, and correct me if I misspoke there, but that's one of the benefits that are being enacted very soon. Yeah, that is true. And definitely I would request uh, any viewer who wants more clarity to get to speak to your HR department so that, you know, they would have more clarity on that. But this is what we are hearing that starting December 1st, every federally regulated, uh, uh, you know, a company organization has to offer 10 days of sick days, you know, to their employees. Yeah. Yeah. And the optimum word there is employee. Not yeah. driver, the driver ink world, <laughs> well, would be exempt well, from that because they're well, not an yeah. employee. Yeah. And, and, yeah. This, and this is why a driver does not, should not be a driver ink driver. He should not be working under subcontract. 
you are missing out on many of these perks that are allowed to you. Yep. Man, and you touched on it, overtime pay, you know, uh, your sick days, uh, there's uh, vacation time and, and all this stuff. That Drivers, I think, are, are being duped in the fact that they don't thoroughly understand the protections yeah. that are there as an employee and the benefits in pay packages and compensation of being an employee. And um, until that education comes around, that's, that's going to be a big help to the drivers to stop going, well, I don't want to be driver rank. No, no, I want to be on payroll so that I can I can get the access to these perks that I deserve. Yeah. I think awareness is key and awareness yes. by the at the right time when you are hiring or when you are getting into the trucking yeah. industry. And that is where even yeah. I think the you know the truck training providers they need to step up and start creating awareness because they are the yes. first piece of uh, interaction between a newcomer when they get their license. Right. Right. Well then and man, and you, I don't know if you've heard of these horror stories uh, of the abuse of some driver, ink drivers. I know uh, of several companies that, for example, a driver, ink driver has a crash. Well, they're charged a $5,000 deductible yeah. for that crash or they're charged yeah, well, other expenses. Well, and, and then at the same time, I hear a number of them are terminated without cause, right? Yeah. So, which is illegal under the federal regulations with the... Uh, can with Canada labor codes. So there's no severance pay. There's nothing like this. And then their paychecks are being duped. Like you say, Chris. Yeah, no, certainly there's a lot of abuse happening out there and uh, people don't read the fine print, you know, in the contract, yeah. they never get their contracts, uh, you know, verified or, you know, have a second yeah. thought by any lawyer. So yeah, there are a yeah. lot of uh, shortcomings in the system. Yeah. So cool. and that kind of brings us back to the immigration process. I, mm. And why the government might be or should be looking at the company's structure on how they are going to use these new immigrants um, and welcome them to Canada. They mm. need to be employees so they can't be abused and they get all the yeah. protections that the government has deemed, I guess, necessary. Well, they deserve. Yeah. Yeah, and that is going to enhance not only the professionalism in trucking industry but it's also going to open up canada's image as a as yes. a you know as a country with the you know with uh you know with, with good law legal practices yeah. and good labor code yes exactly exactly yeah i'd, I'd love to hear some of the discussions and other <laughs> how they see canada <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt you know, well i just hey we need immigrants in canada I think we are a welcoming, on the whole, a welcoming country. Um, yeah. I'm not sure the transportation industry itself is as welcoming as it could be. <laughs> well, Canada is opening its doors to immigration. The immigration numbers are going to be five five 500,000 in 2025 mm -hmm. as per the latest uh, uh, structure announced by the federal government. So, you know, Canada is an immigrant-friendly nation. We just need to ensure that people, those who get into different professions, especially in the trucking yeah. and transportation industry. They are aware of their rights. They are aware of, uh, you know, what is good for them and they make a well-informed decision. So there has to be some way where, you know, that information is passed on to them at the right time for a better decision. Sure. Any any uh, idea what those numbers are currently for immigration coming into Canada, Amanda, uh, by chance? Like, do we know what those current numbers are? Well, the numbers right now are there are about 400,000 per year in different categories. This is not just okay. uh, 
permanent residents or you know students or this is all inclusive so that number is going okay. to go in stages to up to 500000 in 2025 okay. okay so it's like a 25% increase then yeah, yeah yeah and 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 the reason is john that the government of the day is realizing the fact that it is the immigrants those who are filling in the labor shortage gap yes. you know? yes. they are the ones yes. who are making sure that things get uh, manufactured shipped and you know yeah. they are also immigrants are the you know, most uh, consumers, you know, so because yeah. they're adding to that middle class and the new, you yeah. know, buying class. Yeah. Well, it, and this was no different, really. Uh, might be a little larger scale, but it's no different than if we go back, oh my God, a hundred years, you know, Absolutely. the immigrants that came into North America, and I'll say North America because there was a lot in the U.S., to help build this this region, you know, Canada yeah. and the U.S. So it was needed. Yeah. The Irish were coming into town. The Italians were coming into town. And you know, a lot of them were all fighting and carrying on and hated each other. You know, I think every generation hates immigrants no matter what, but we need immigration. We need to grow the country. It's it's booming and, and whatnot. So, you know, nobody's having enough babies to make this happen. Yeah, the fertility rate is very low of traditional Canadians. So definitely yep. the immigrants are going to fill in the, you know, the gap over there. And they're yep. also contributing yep. to the tax base. You know, they are yeah, making sure that our... Our, you know, economy is thriving, whatever yep. is the percentage, yep. but still they are contributing a lot. Well, uh, and Canada's been known as a very large country with a very low population yeah. for the size yeah. of the landmass, you know. Certainly. So, Certainly. Yeah. I'd help out bring more babies in, but unfortunately I've been cut off. Wife says no more. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, man, and just for John, I should say, I, I somewhat disagree with your comment as when you said we all hate immigration. And I know I've changed my attitude because when I was in my 20s, mm -hmm. I didn't understand how important immigration was. Agreed. And, Agreed. You know, now that I'm an old fart, I think I've yep. changed my attitude to immigration. And I wonder if that's not yep. this experience speaking. Man perhaps, perhaps it could also be due to the reason, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, a segue from what the comments, what you just said, uh, Chris, is due to the fact that now you have been dealing with a lot of immigrants in your profession. You know, you know the nuances, you know the mm -hmm. insight, mm -hmm. and you know how, how yeah. hardworking they are, you know, how abused sometimes they get into, you know, into yeah. situations of no fault of theirs. So that is where the appreciation yeah. for immigrants, you know, do come up. Yeah, no, the abuse of immigrants is a sin. Well, I, I think you're right, Chris. It's education. Yeah. yeah. It's education. There's no doubt about it. We need better education on that because I agree with you. When I was younger, it was like, ah, immigrants. What do we need immigrants for? I, well, for crying out loud, I'm only a third-generation Canadian. My, my great-grandparents were immigrants that came to this country from Scotland, you know? So we need these people. It's the only way you're going to grow this country. Oh, damn, John. Now you and I got to fight. You're Scottish. I'm Irish. That, that's not a good neck. Do you want me to do the moderating? Yeah. I should go away. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think, I think we're just going to sit here and drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll we're, fight over the bottle. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and we're we're coming up onto a thirty-minute uh, thing here. What other topics would you like to address? 
Well, you know, there are so, so much things happening in the trucking transportation and supply chain industry. The supply chain task force has just given its 21 recommendations. And I do hope that those recommendations are strictly adhered to and some action happens there. Because if we really want to unclog our supply chain with delays at the ports, at the borders, we really need to have a collaborative approach. Federal government has to work with the provincial governments and so is with other stakeholders. You know, the delays at the borders are unacceptable. We need to open up our fast enrollment centers. We need to make sure that, uh, you know, training incentives are offered for newcomers to embrace trucking and transportation. So, yeah, there are a lot of things which uh, the uh, our policymakers, our decision makers, they need to push forward in a timely manner. Well, we got a few more minutes. Give us an example of the uh, one of the 21 recommendations. Well, you know, like I mentioned, the enrollment centers, like the free and secured trade fast card, which is a very important tool for available for truck drivers. But the fast yeah. enrollment centers have been shut down since uh, COVID. You know, we are not having the nexus uh, interviews being held. The delays, the congestion at the ports, at the borders is impacting the quality of life. When there is no service center, where there is lack of parking, when there is no uh, incentive available for people to embrace trucking because training costs are becoming exorbitantly high. With the MELT program, the a truck driver who used to get trained in a $1,500, $2,000 cost, you know, now it has gone up to eight to 10000 And that is also not enough. So the government really needs to to help those people, those who want to join trucking by offering yeah. some tax incentives, by offering them, you know, funding so that we can we can attract women. We can attract people of color. We can attract, you know, uh, you know, uh, our you know native uh, communities and everybody to yeah. come and be part of a solution. Yeah, no, well said, man. Because agreed, agreed. You know, I love trucking, and I think this is the best industry in in Canada to be employed in. And sometimes we make mistakes as an industry. <laughs> of course, you know, mistakes do happen. But if there is a wind yeah. to move on learn from our mistakes, you know, and get ourselves uh, loaded with knowledge. The thing which you both have been providing through your podcast, through your, you know, blog, definitely kudos to your effort because it takes a lot of time and attention to put this together, you know, and the whole goal is to create awareness. So that is where, you know, we yes. at Mucom Media, we also, uh, you know, try to make sure that our readership across the country, coast to coast to coast, they get the best information from our editors, from our trained staff, those who are committed to deliver with quality journalism. Perfect. Oh, man, thank you so much. Your contact info is in the show notes down below. I would encourage our uh, listeners and viewers to leave you a comment on the mm -hmm. platform um, or to reach out to you directly and give you the feedback that maybe they have a different opinion than some of the mm -hmm. things that you've mentioned. Absolutely. Uh, diversity yeah. of opinions is, uh, you know, a great asset in our democracy. Yes. And why not? You know, we should have... Uh, diversity of thoughts and your comments are equally welcome and uh, critical uh, commentary is always you know need of the hour and uh, that's is what uh, we are all here for you know different uh, color but inside the bodies we have the same red blood flowing you know yeah yep <laughs> we exactly all exactly yep yep so true so true man and gupta of road today magazine thank you so much for coming on to the trucking risk and insurance podcast hi it was great stuff it was a pleasure to be in front of both of you, uh, you know, learned the professionals, uh, the stalwarts of the industry. Thank you very much, John and Chris, for, uh, you know, for stepping up and for inviting me to the, today's uh, uh, podcast. Well, thanks for coming on, man, and we appreciate that. And uh, 
This has been some great information. I think we need to maybe reach out to Manon in the near future and do some more updates and maybe get you back on here and talk about what's coming down the pipe because uh, you've obviously got a got a got a a direct avenue to the that pipeline that's coming out of the wall. <laughs> well, we keep we just keep our eyes and ears open. But thank you once again for the kind words and looking forward to coming back.